Hi there, it's JR. Thank you for listening to the JR Show podcast. absolute treat to share with you today. I first got introduced to Ellie Holcomb because she was this incredible voice that appeared on Need to Breathe albums. She's very good friends with the guys in Need to Breathe, but I've since learned she's got this incredible heart and I plan on extracting some spiritual nuggets from her today. Let's get to today's episode with the legendary Mrs. Ellie Holcomb. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, will you please welcome a first-timer on the show, do we have like a button that goes off first time? Ellie Holcomb. Uh, this is truly a first because I've had some firsts where I've done a phoner with, and it's like, ah, that's not a real interview. So you're face to face with somebody. But you were at the Joy FM, I, uh, and I sleep in because yeah. I do an afternoon show. That's right. So when somebody does something on the morning show at the Joy FM, they've already been there and, and left. left. We were. They're on a plane. That's not really ships in the night, is it? It's like planes in the morning. Yeah, something. Morning? <laughs> something missing each other. Something. Um, but I have been uh, just a fan for a long time, and uh, so it's great to finally have you on. First, let's deal with this green blanket behind us. Um, it's a green screen so that when people go click on moments from this interview, they'll at least have some entertainment of a backdrop. I like so that. So you've, you've scoured the list. What would you like to go with? Take me to the Grand Canyon. Okay. Do you, could we got, uh, do you remember Arizona? Can we play that? Well, here we go. Headed. Here we are. That's a big hole. <laughs> it's pretty massive. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like it. You, I know I've been in, here before. Yeah, what part? Uh, right <laughs> there. Did yeah. you ever do the donkey thing? I didn't ride a mule. Yeah. I I say that I camped on the northern rim and I went down into the canyon and I say went because it sounds cooler. Yeah. Like I hiked down, but really I rode a I rode a helicopter down. Yeah. All right down there. <laughs> I know your uh, buddies with the need to breathe guys, and they are the only ones that have picked this background. So that's amazing. I feel strong. That, mm -hmm. but. Bear followed it up with the story of being at the Grand Canyon, and he's like, yeah, we almost died. <laughs> and apparently they had a guide that did not know what he was doing. So no. they lost a guy for the entire day, and the sun was going down, and like he was going to be out there in the elements. They, they didn't realize that the guide had taken them up a mountain, and they were stuck up there. And Bear was like, we almost died there. And they paid for this three-day excursion, and all of them were like, it was one of the scariest moments of their life. And they're like, why did you pick it as a backdrop? Yeah, they, That'd be a trigger they're, for they're me. They're like, we survived this. Yeah, yeah, I We guess. survived this moment. <laughs> this would be the last place I would go. Oh, my god. That'd be like me putting middle school up here. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to go back. No, never again. Uh, Dang, uh, I guess they left a one-star review. For yeah, that. yeah. Oof. Guide company. For, yeah. Um, let's actually go straight into the new song right here. Okay. Um, can you walk us up, tell us the title and just sort of DNA behind the new song? Absolutely. So uh, my new song's called I Will Carry You. I love it so much. I wrote it with Ben Glover. You know uh, Ben? Yeah, By the Tree? No. no. By the Tree? That's an old school reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's another guy ben named Glover Ben. By the tree. He's a producer, songwriter, incredible guy. 6'2"? 
He's not Sorry, 62. Keep telling me more. <laughs> no, I don't know who he is. I'll just save your time. He almost died in the Grand Canyon. Oh, so right. That's his connection yeah. to him. Uh, no, but he uh, and I, we both have daughters. And, um, and we got in a conversation, kind of like we were hanging out before this, just talking about family, catching up on life. And it in this crazy year or two now that we've had, um, I think it's been really hard. It's been really hard on all of us, but it's been hard on kids too. Mm. And we were talking about wanting to write a song that would help um, our daughters who, you know, the rates of anxiety within young girls right now are like one in four girls right now is going to have some kind of anxiety or worry. Anyway, we just wanted to write a song that would help them know that no matter what they think of themselves, no matter what anybody else says about them, that they are beloved and they are held always by the God who made them and, and who will carry them through things that they feel like they can't get mm-hmm. through. And so it was one of those songs that we started writing for them. But it ended up being, we're like singing and we're like, we actually really need this right now. And so I stumbled when we were writing across this beautiful verse, which I'm going to pull my Bible out right here. Could everybody please stand unless you're driving? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Take your hats off. Um, But this verse from Isaiah 46, four, and it says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I'm he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. And so I think for me, there's so much that all of us carried this last year. There's so much weight, there's heaviness. Um, And so for me, this reminder that even with our heavy burdens that we carry, there is a God who says that he will carry us. We can lay our burdens down and he will carry us. And so um, I'm really excited that it's coming out in this new year. And I hope it encourages people to remember that whatever they're carrying, they can carry it to the one who's always carrying them. We need to talk about our need to breathe connection here really quick, because um, we, would you mind telling the story? It's on a live Need to Breathe album where Bear almost gets emotional, where he talks about you coming up to sing Stones in a Rushing Water. Yeah. And uh, and he tells the story about you and your husband uh, running into Need to Breathe, giving them a letter at a show in Colorado where you guys were thinking about giving up on music. Yeah. How, how did that story break down and where Need to Breathe is involved with that, with that letter and everything? Yeah, so we... Uh Drew and I have been doing music for almost eight years and it was so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you just like music is a roller coaster of a job. And so um, we really were at the place, our car had broken down and mm-hmm. we didn't have money to fix it. <laughs> so right. we were like, we had to borrow a car to finish our last gigs. We were planning on quitting. We went and saw Need to Breathe play the Ryman Auditorium and the show was absolutely like inspiring to us. They've had a little bit non-traditional music career, kind of like we have. And they had had, obviously they're playing the Ryman, they were doing great, but they had never had that like major breakthrough or major label kind of like come in. And so it was an amazing night. And we just thought we have to keep going. Like we have to keep doing music and kind of, Things worked out to where we could keep going. And so Drew wrote this story down uh, when we and, and we had just uh, recorded a new record. So it was it was uh, Chasing Someday was a record. And so we happened to be at a radio conference with them. They were headlining. We were playing like in the morning right. <laughs> when you were still asleep. Yep. And so we uh, we showed up at their We knew that they were playing that night and uh, drew a connection with their manager and get, and had 
a handwritten note, like telling them the story mm-hmm. with a record. And they read the note and they listened to the record. They started sound checking with one of our songs called Fire and Dynamite. Ah. And it turned into this incredible relationship. They ended up inviting Drew. This is like the stuff that dreams oh, are made yeah. of. Do you know I, what I'm I've saying? I've dreamed of touring with Needs to Breathe and right. they've never asked me. <laughs> So, all you got to do is write them a letter. letter. Come on. I printed it. It was on a Word doc. That was my problem. (laughs) That was your problem. Just handwrite it. Handwrite it. Handwrite it out. But they um, asked Drew to come on tour with them. And that was the beginning of, I don't know, probably almost five or six times we've been out on the road with them. They've become dear friends and friends with their family. Our kids are kind of growing up, being on the road and out together. This is all it takes. But the problem is, my letter said, Bear, I think we could be best friends. I'm outside your house. But, like, I don't, <laughs> like, how far is, how far is know. too far? That, that, that <laughs> yeah. maybe was. The problem is, it wasn't handwritten. It was, if you had handwritten it, I think you would have felt better. <laughs> Bear, I'm outside your there house. There would have been a connection, you know, more yeah. of a personal connection. Yeah. So he could have, so he could have known you. But it is, it, it has been so, it's been so fun getting to make music. alongside of them and then we've sung on their some of their songs bear and i wrote on my last record king and we wrote two songs together and he sang on one of them sweeter after it's it's just been an absolute blast getting to getting to be creative alongside of them feels kind of like a dream (laughs) a dream come true yeah it's really fun that's great i want to ask you about one of the songs actually two songs from last year uh one was a in my opinion, was just a huge song. I don't know how well it did on charts. All I know is a lot of new music comes up and then it's in a new music category. And then if it doesn't do well, it's just kind of like, oh, that was a song that just disappears. Other songs stick around. And right before Christmas music hit, um, the, sorry, Sycamore, (laughs) Sycamore Tree. Don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. It's just, I was like, this has this has to stay. It's just a great, great song of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to miss it. But I want to ask you about another song that didn't get as much radio airplay. But Constellations was a song that everybody mm-hmm. has been at that moment. If you've ever been outside, ever. Yeah. Um, you, the sky is so massive that it's like God's thumbprint of his power. And anybody that's ever stood under a star-filled sky has been in awe and can't even take it in, yeah. but we've all been in, to take it a step further, we've all had dark nights of the sky is falling in and hopelessness, and you look up and God's, that star-filled sky is going, it's not hopeless, even no matter how you feel right now. So I want to ask you the, the question about, is there a story behind Constellations where you were in that moment? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, I wrote that song with John Guerra and David Leonard. From by the tree. From by the tree, yeah. (laughs) Six two. I love those guys by the tree, by the sycamore tree. Actually, that's a two thousand two reference. I love it so much. I love it. So they, so we uh, had this. We're having this conversation about. We had all just been through some long seasons of sorrow and suffering, uh, different things Mm. in each of us. And, um, and I will never forget it. David Leonard told this story, uh, about just driving. He had had a lot of loss and ended up on the West coast with his family. His family flew back and he decided to drive back home. 
Mm. And, uh, and he said that he was having one of those nights, which is what we were all talking about that we've had, especially in the past couple of years, which this was pre COVID that we wrote mm -hmm. this song, which is crazy. But the, the moments where you're just going, shaking your fist at the sky, mm. you know, speaking of the expanses, you're going, God, where are you? Like, this is, do you even see me? Do you even see me, God? And he was having one of these moments. He's driving. It's just dark desert drive, probably near the Grand Canyon right here, yeah. but at night. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he said, all of a sudden he, he turned, there was a curve in the road he, and he literally screamed at the top of his lungs, do you see? And he turned the road and it was like the, he was like, it was like a Truman show moon yeah. was shining Oh yeah. and it almost felt like a spotlight. God saying like, I see you, yeah. uh, I see you and I'm with you. And I, we, I was just, it was a tear filled conversation. Um, just recounting the ways, cause we were sort of through these harder seasons and looking back on the ways that God had been faithful. Mm -hmm. So we wrote, constellations remembering how God had been faithful and met us in those dark nights of the soul. Um, but what I didn't know when I wrote that song is that I would end up in the Grand Canyon right yeah. here down there. Yeah. Uh, and we, I actually, we rafted the river. Have you ever done this? Oh no. Okay. So we rafted the river yeah. and spent the night on the riverbanks and then rafted out right there, right there. Yeah. Okay. We went out right down there. Yeah. And, um, but I will never forget our guide saying to us before we went to sleep, he was like, y'all need to make sure you wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, I don't know how I'm going to yeah. do that. But, uh, actually as it turned out, it was just 117 degrees. Yeah. So it was, it just was hot. So I woke up, which was great. But he said, there's this thing that happens called the rim effect. And when the moon sets behind the Canyon wall, you will be, in the darkest place that you've ever been before because you're over a mile into the surface right. of the earth as, as you know, portrayed right here. Yeah. Um, and you'll be further away from the stars than you've ever been in huh. your life. But because it is so dark, the stars will shine brighter than they ever have before and they will appear nearer right. than they ever have before. And that is exactly what happened. I woke up in the middle of the night and those stars were like, right here. And that is what I had experienced of, uh, God drawing near to me as I kind of via counseling journey, visited some of the deepest wounds in my story. Yeah. I encountered the nearness and the tenderness and the empathy of God, uh, in a way that will mark me for the rest of my life. And so that yeah. song sort of captures all of that. Yeah. And it's been an amazing thing to get to sing it and hear people connect with it. And we had no idea we were headed into like the darkest years, right. you know, that we've had in a <laughs> time. And so we actually, the song we recorded, the vocal that's on that, uh, is the first time that I'd ever sung it. Yeah. It's just the demo of the song. Oh, it's a great we, raw vocal. Like it's like, Oh, she's been somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it is definitely remembering, uh, deep places of sorrow that I've been in my own story. You can hear that. And then encountering God in those deep places. And that to me, that's the power of, of the love of God. It is like water. It always moves to the lowest place and it runs deeper than our deepest sorrow and ache. And so I think finding that kind of hope and, and comfort and that kind of deep sorrow uh, has given me this like grounded, this joy that's grounded deeper in, than circumstance. Yeah. It's, it's grounded in an empty grave. I mean, with right. Jesus, right. But it, it has been, um, and it's given me the courage to be able to sing 
even in a pit, even in right. a canyon place, which has been really beautiful. Perfect. Because when you sing in a canyon, yeah, do you know what Echo? happens? It oh. does. No, it does. It yeah. echoes. Yeah. But it's echoes off of every single broken place that's around you. Right. And so I'm like, man, that's why God tells us to sing. Because right. when we sing, especially when we rejoice, always, even in those low places, our voice ends up being like the need to breathe says song says it ends up being yeah. multiplied because it echoes off yeah. of every broken yeah. place declaring the goodness of god even in the depths of pain um actually can you just walk me up one of the uh in my opinion one of the coolest songs that we got to play last year um was i don't want to miss a thing yes and, uh, i don't want to miss it sorry i'm trying not to sneeze <laughs> the the air conditioning hits me that's the lights of the air conditioning it's very rare that we get songs with sycamore tree references. We just don't get that very often, you know? <laughs> uh, but it's got a good southern feel to it. Uh, sycamore tree's reference is Zacchaeus, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, for the first, somebody had to point that out to me because I was like, oh man, she's from the south. She's referencing some kind of southern tree, a sycamore tree. And then I was like, oh yeah, Zacchaeus, oh, yeah, um, that's sycamore in the tree. Bible. Yeah. I, you know who I was thinking was. From Forrest Gump, Jen, Jenny, you know. She, oh yeah, Jenny. Her and Forrest would always <laughs> yeah, sit in right. this tree and talk. That's right. And I was like, that's what she's referencing is a big old. I was picturing some massive oak tree, but sycamore tree kept. Yeah, in my well, head. they're they're big too, though. Yeah. The sycamores are huge. I love that story from scripture, and I love I love that you love that song. Yeah. It it is that um, Zephaniah three seventeen that. The Lord your God's mighty to save. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with loud singing. And to me, um, this earth, this world that we live in is so noisy. Mm -hmm. It's there's a lot of noise. And, and so for me, I'm like, if it's true that God is singing over every single one of us, not only just when we're crushing it and right. on our A game, right. But like, I love that he'll quiet you with his love. Mm -hmm. Maybe when you're like, not feeling good about yourself, you totally messed up. It's like he's singing to us even in those places too. But if that's true that he's singing over every single beating human heart, I'm like, that's what I want to crank right. the volume up on and help everyone who ever listens to that song or whoever walks on this earth know that they are beloved by the God who made them. And I love that story, Zacchaeus, because he's this kind of shady character, right? Like mm. he's sort of outcast and God sees him. And to me, if somebody's singing over you, you can be certain that they yeah. see you. And so I always hope that that song helps people a dance. Cause I feel like it's really good for oh, us yeah. to dance here. It's like, Prove you know, it. the, it's the, it's the revolt against the darkness. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is like dancing is like an act of like joy wins in the end. Yeah. Like love wins in the end. Love beats death. And anytime I'm, I think that's what dancing represents to me. Singing's the same way. Yeah. But if I could help anybody like A, dance, and B, know that they're beloved in the middle of them acting, even when they're dancing like yeah. a fool. You know when you're a kid like, and you're just dancing like crazy and you look and see a parent just beaming at you, yeah. like smiling at you, like I do this with my kids now. That's what I want people to feel when they listen yeah. to that song. That God is like, I'm crazy about you. That's perfect. This is just plain old Ellie Holcomb songs, whole interview. Plain old. Yeah. Um, Let's go with, um, did you grow up a PK at all? No. no? Okay. 
What was one of the perks? Oh, I did grow up as a PK, a producer's kid. Oh, great. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, producer's kid. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, wait, you're... My dad is Brown Bannister. I know him. I know him. I know you sound <laughs> Tomorrow like morning, Neal. 7 a.m. Santa! That's right. That was one of the first things I knew about you was that as a kid growing up listening to Christian music in the 90s and your father's name was in every CD label or uh, what are those called? The the booklet that yeah. they used to have. Yeah. And your dad was named. So you knew as like, I was on the East, I was on the West Coast. I was in Seattle going into the local Christian music store to buy DC Talks oh. free at last CDs and all of that. So you got to know all these names that now, you know, the fact that I know Ed Cash, when as a kid, you're like, like, oh, I've seen your name every, every time year. I would save my paper route money and buy a CD or cassette, yes. those names, and your father would have been a name that I would have seen over and over. Yeah. You know. It was um, pretty special. That's right. I don't know how I forgot that. So so let's just say between your mom or your dad, what was a perk? This is kind of an easy question because you have a music career now, but perk an odd let's go with an odd perk most of us wouldn't think about of one of your parents jobs like my dad worked at a grocery store so i got to run the aisles when it was closed all by myself as a kid oh so, yes so maybe something weird that's not music related perhaps if okay okay one. so uh two things one the the odd one is that as a kid we got to jump on foam you know like a foam pit at the oh, gymnastics yeah. place so dad had all of these huge pieces of foam all over for his sound? studio for, for sound purposes. Oh, yeah. And it is like having a trampoline inside of your house. That is like an epic thing to have access oh, yeah. to as a little kid. So yeah. I would yeah, say cool. the foam isolation slash trampolines, yeah. like like mattresses or whatever, booths. What do you call those? Foam rectangles? Tell me your father's Squares. in the music industry without telling me. Yeah. Uh, we got to play with soundproofing. Soundproofing, stuff. foam. Yeah. yeah, that's right. right. So he, uh, so that was so much fun. I, I would say like the other kind of odd thing, this sounds so weird to say, but I was 0% enamored with fame. Right. I just... I just was like, I just knew as a kid uh, that if you were, that there was a cost to fame. Mm -hmm. I just saw it. I'm like, oh, you can't ever just go to a restaurant and just sit there and not anyone right. bother you. And so there is this very like clear eyed, you want to know why you're doing this because you don't do it for that because that's not actually yeah. meaningful. But right. I got to watch like Amy Grant as a kid. That's the name I was going to say. You probably got a front row seat. I mean, which she's like hero to every girl yeah. of my generation. And she is still to me. I just am crazy about that woman. Um, but I watched, I got to watch her in a signing line and watch my mom point out like, okay, watch what she does to every single person in this line. You think they're all here to see her, but she knows they're just here to really share. They want to be seen. Yeah. And so she's going to turn Every single person is going to be like, Amy, I love you. And she's like, tell me about you. Yeah. And I am so grateful for that. Um, there you are perspective that right. I got kind of behind the scenes of music is not about you. If you make music, it's not because you want to make yourself big. It's because uh, it's it's connecting all of our stories right. and it brings us all together in, in this way that we're meant to be yeah. of belonging and celebration. That's so. perfect. That's great perspective on that. 
that's the Amy Sepp- that was the it. name that I was thinking. I was like, you were probably there when she was getting pulled here and there. Oh yeah. Well, and I sang on her Christmas record as like an With eight Breath year old. Of heaven. Yeah. It on uh, the night before Christmas. There are two. There are two tracks that we sang on that. And so oh, wow. to be. I mean, I still be walking through the mall, Christmas shopping. And I'm like, there's. Eight-year-old me singing background vocals on that record, and so I'm on the other side of the country, and my sister and I, the the Christmas would not start until we pulled out that Amy Grant Christmas album that had Breath of Heaven and all that. Home for Christmas, yeah. And you're singing on that thing. Yeah, so it's been pretty special to get to, I've gotten to write and tour with Amy, and so there's been a lot of full circle moments. I've made all my records with my dad, which is pretty incredible so we've we have had an absolute blast together getting to kind of create some full circle moments there awesome you are in a band with your husband so you work together um and my wife would not we wouldn't be able to work we like each other yeah just working (laughs) together you know um uh so do you and drew do couples game nights and if so what is your guys's go-to (laughs) <laughs> what? I don't even know what a couple's game night is. So that answer uh, is no. No. But that sounds fun. We have done like the couple's challenge. Have you done that where you're, you you get on your knees and then you do two hands and throw them back and see if you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen those? Yes. Or like you try to pour a cup of water. So I guess, yeah. is that a couple's game night? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that's just some tiktok challenge that that's just tiktok <laughs> challenges we're into those <laughs> i'm gonna um let's go you're the only artist i've ever had in 17 years of doing interviews um uh, that has brought a bible to the interview <laughs> so i'm gonna take advantage of this um and maybe you're the wrong person to ask this because i was gonna ask you your you version bible app puts out their end of year here was the most searched for um, scripture of the year. So they've got the data, the data of billions of downloads of their app oh, and who cool. searched for what. I love that. So I wanted to ask you, what was your last year, 2021, what was your home run that tattooed itself to you forever? Oh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I sang that with my kids because uh, we had the tornado that hit Nashville and right. it just, I mean, it went right behind our house. And so every storm I mean was it was like PTSD for them they just started and so I was just like you know what fear is a good thing like it's there's some fear that keeps us alive it's like okay we need to pay attention there's a storm we're gonna do all the things that we need to do and let fear inform that in a good way but we are not gonna let fear have the final word and so we started so I wrote them a song because I'm I'm this is I've been memorizing scripture for a long time now and mm-hmm. and it's easier for me if I sing it. Mm-hmm. And so the the storm starts to rumble and I'm like, "Okay, kids, let's go." <laughs> and we're like, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind." Are you on a pirate they, ship? <laughs> yeah, we're on, yeah, we Yo-ho. really are. We're like, "Hi." Uh no, but it is, but we they they march my 3-year-old's real passionate and he wants to be a pirate. So yeah. we sort of march around the house singing that and I think that has been a really beautiful like we get to choose whether fear gets to drive or joy you know whether fear gets to drive or faith and so that's been that would probably be my first one 2020 love the new song Um, thank you for sharing it with us 
All right, she's just incredible. She's great to hang with, and I tell you, I always learn something. She helps me in my faith when I sit down and chat with her. All right, now, if you like that chat, we appreciate the five-star review. Of course, hitting subscribe will alert you when the next chat is available. Let's talk about that next chat. My next conversation is going to be with a guy I saw on American Idol that I thought was going to win it. I was just shocked when Colton Dixon went out. But he's gone on to write some incredible songs that we get to play on the radio. He's a very fun guy. You'll want to be listening to the next episode of the JR Show podcast as Colton Dixon will be my guest. So hit subscribe. You'll be alerted when it's out. Until then, thank you for listening. Peace!